Hi, Tom reporting from Beit Zahor. I'm at the Elvate guest house here, part of the Arab uh, Women Union, and I'm speaking with my, my friend Covey. One of the things about staying in this guest house, I mean, there's so many things that are so positive about it, but I think the most positive thing is all the interesting people that I've met. And Covey, who um, is actually from England, but you've got quite a story, uh, uh, is originally from India and has worked in different places, but he is probably the most interesting person I've met here uh, because this is his retirement home. Is that that not true, uh, Covey? I learned, and you've been here six years, uh, more, more than, than the, more than six years. Yes. And uh, I, through Covey, I've met so many interesting people, like uh, Dr. Mazen Kumseya and his wife, lovely wife Jessie, and their uh, Palestinian. Uh, a museum of natural history and then they have a scientific institute that does research uh, they have greenhouses attached to the uh, Bethlehem University here and so uh, and then all the students you are like a magnet I think Covey uh, that's very kind of you <laughs> no it's it, it's absolutely true because um, you know I've met through you a young man from Austria that was working uh, at the Institute yes. and uh, I actually went there got a tour of the facility and I mean they're doing wonderful things uh, it's the first natural history museum in Palestine and uh, the research includes aquaponics and aquaculture and, and uh, they, uh, the, the story that really warmed my heart was about the two agriculturalists from Gaza that came there and they were shown the different methods where they could raise fish, aquaculture, and aquaponics and, and um, hydroponics so they could grow uh, food and raise uh, fish in a very small area which is so vitally important in uh, Gaza because of the dire situation there. Kavyad, how did you get here? I mean, how in the world would you have picked this place to be your retirement home? It's by chance, more or less. I first came to Palestine in 2002, July 2002, when I had only a couple of years back wound up my businesses in London and was devoting myself full-time in the aftermath of 9-11 to activism, particularly trying not to wage, not to wage war on Iraq and elsewhere in Afghanistan. At the, at the same time, in this part of the world, the Second Intifada 
had started and it was violent as a, con as a contrast to the first intifada which was totally passive and non-violent and did not bear any viable fruits except Oslo Accords which became eventually another tool of operation for the Palestinians. Nevertheless, my daughter, my youngest daughter, at the same time had finished, had given her uh, her final exams uh, for the bachelor's degree and she was waiting idly for the results. So top of my head, I suggested to her, darling, would you like, I've been thinking of going to Palestine and seeing things from at the ground, how things are from both sides, would you like to come? And at the spur of the moment, she <laughs> said yes. So we ended up here. And at that time, I had no experience of this place. Did you have any contacts here? Or? No, no, none whatsoever. We came to Jerusalem, stayed there, made contacts with the ISN, which was International Solidarity Movement, that uh, a Jew and a Palestinian from Detroit in America had started. Yes. And, and they suggested that we carry on to Nablus, which was at that time the heart of resistance and had been under round-the-clock curfew continuously for seven days, ten days. Very dire situation there without water, without electricity in the heat of the, of the summer. So that's where we went and for ten days we had what I would call at best for us from London adventurous experiences but <laughs> for the Palestinians that was a horrific period. Whole families, schools closed, colleges, universities closed, whole families with the children cooped up in the summer heat in one or two rooms of their flats whereas the Israelis occupied the rest of their their building as a watch, uh, as a as a post, as a watch, uh, uh, wa watchtower, mm -hmm. and so on. The overhead water tanks shut down, and so people no, having no running water and relying on these water tanks that the Israelis will allow to come through under strict management and fill in cans and etc. for the drinking and cooking cooking water. Terrible conditions. We as internationals were allowed to move out and we spent our days. I think we were there for about 10 days. My daughter was staying with a group of women in Balata refugee camp and I was staying 
with a group of men from Sweden, from Brooklyn, from France, England, etc. in a, a, a partly demolished medical uh, relief clinic, re relief clinic. And we used to sleep under the sky on mattresses on the floors without having nothing to eat unless we went out looking for food and in expectation that some, some shop will be partly open and we could get some biscuits, etc. Nevertheless, we came back and went home with these horrific memories etched in our hearts. And since then, I became fairly active in the Palestine Solidarity Campaign in London. And, and then made a point of visiting as often as I could from London to Palestine and in that process then I got to know Ramallah, Hebron, Bethlehem, etc. and kept meeting people from diverse diverse background. Fifty now that was fifteen years ago and one of the of the outstanding characteristic I I carried from that visit was this that Palestinians in July 2002 Intifada were a united whole you could not put a, pe a cigarette paper in between that he is from a different tribe, he is from a different tribe. I remember meeting Sami Abba when he came in 2004 to London. He was a younger man there at that time and he was very passionate. He and his whole family had taken part in the first intifada and second intifada. And he came to London on a visit and I managed to get some of my friends in the Quaker Friends Society in Blackheath, which is a neighborhood of London in Southeast and the United Nations Association, Blackheath and Greenwich Branch, of which I was one of the executive members, joined their hands together and asked Sami, invite Sami to address us. And we had a crowded meeting, I remember in 2004, in the Friends Meeting House in Blackheath. So nearly 80, 70, 80 people, interesting people, come to listen to him. And he, without, he did not have much experience of London at that time in 2002. 
and he spoke very passionately, calmly, rationally, and presented a case for the gross injustice and inhumanity that had been inf inflicted upon the Palestinians as a repatriation for what centuries Europe had been doing to its Jews. And he then, in the question and answer, there were, because in Quakers in London, we have a very large number of, of people, friends, from the Jewish background. Mm. And there, over the years, I have come to recognize that their main agenda is always to, to provide a counterweight. There is, whenever there is a voice is raised about the injustices being done to Palestinians over here, a voice is raised from some of these good friends that, oh, there is the other side of the, of the picture which you need to know in order to understand the context of what is being done. So there were some very hostile and aggressive questioning about the nature of violence and using violence as a means of getting justice. And, and Sami, surprisingly, I wasn't sure that he will be handled, he will be able to handle that kind of aggressive frontal attack. But he surprisingly took a very positive approach and provided from the scriptures rational that for what the Palestinians were doing. So he, one of those people who became a lifelong friend, whenever I come to Bethlehem, I go and see him. I got to know his father, Bishara Vat, who started this Bethlehem Bible College, his uncle, Mubarak, Alex, etc. got to know, and various other people over here. The point that I was making, in those days, the Palestinians were united. They were like a rope, all entwined for providing the strength to pull the one. This process I have seen over the years, fraying at the edges, mm -hmm. and during the last two years, particularly 2015, when we had these, what we call lone wolf or knife intifada starting in the summer of 2015, has become very self-evident, and that's hard, heartbreaking. I got to Beth Sahur when in 2000, or in 2009 I was here 
and by that time I had been aware that this remarkable Palestinian, what he calls, what he calls, he used to call himself a wanderer, a wanderer in cyberspace or something like that, on his blogs, that he was going back home to be with his elderly mother, Mazin Pumsi. So when I got here in 2009, I telephoned my friends in Bethlehem area, do you know where this chap lives, where he is? He said, yes, of course. <laughs> he is on the board of Reproachment Center. Come over here. So I came to, to Betsaur and to meet him. And that's how I got to know this guest house. It was, and then found out about this group of marvelous, dedicated, very committed, leading knights of the Palestinian community in Betsahur, the Arab Women Union, who run it as a means to generate income to support their work that they do. For instance, the uh, a rehabilitation center for mildly menti mentally handicapped people, a nursery. So I got to know them. And even later on, I found that some of these women, how passionately, how courageously in the first intifada in younger days they had participated along with their men form in resisting the the Israeli occupation. They organized the tax revolt, they organized the, the schools and universities and in their homes, in their classes, because the Israelis had closed down all the educational institutions. So they taught their children at home. There is a marvelous film called Documentary, which I would urge people, it is available on YouTube, I think. It is called The Wanted 18, and I would urge anyone interested in Palestine and the history of resistance and what it means to be non-violent and still resist the occupation to watch that documentary. It's about, I think, 60 minutes or thereabouts. So some of these ladies I eventually found in their younger days when they were mother-to-be and there were still some of them still in, uh, in education participated together with their mentor. So I eventually realized that being living in London as I do and London being London a city a vibrant and, and, and marvelous life over there but for young people 
for a man in my, I'm now in my 80s, for a man of my age, I had very little choice other than accept, find a place, reserve a place in a care home, in a care home, become dependent on the, on the mercies of others, or come over here and spend as much time as I can in the midst of these caring, lovely people who, whose qualities I have come to go and appreciate and I love it. So, this my story. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, Kavi, I, as I mentioned before we started, uh, this place, uh, I came here um, with a lot of head knowledge about, about the conflict. I had studied it in our little group, We Hold These Truths, has been working on the issue uh, for 15 years, and coincidentally, uh, in 2002, the man that started our organization came to Israel, he went into Gaza and uh, actually recorded a, uh, a rocket attack above the building he was staying in, had been owned by the uh, Baptist, Southern Baptist, and they were selling the building, but there was a rocket attack uh, from American-made uh, Apache helicopters yes. where four Palestinians were killed and and uh, this was in 2002 and 40 were injured and so we um, one of the things that uh, we focused on was you know not only this issue but the issue of peace we described we hold these truths as a pro-peace pro-life organization and so what's so beautiful to me is we have so many people like yourself that have been working on the issue and they really have dedicated their lives uh, to this issue and so as I said I came here with a lot of head knowledge but after meeting people like you Covey and Palestinians I'm leaving with heart knowledge and so you know it's just it really uh, I've been able to worship here uh, uh, at uh, two uh, churches and uh, the people there are living stones so often yes um, American tourists see the dead stones of the relics of their churches, the but churches. But not the living stones. Yes, and so you know we ignore it. I've been challenged. Oh, you don't want to go to uh, 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 Palestine because it's dangerous there, and that's the that's the lie that we've been told. It's dangerous anywhere, but uh, I've felt uh, quite at ease here, and and uh, so it really is. It's it's a life-changing experience for me, yes. and anyone that sees this, the Holy Land Trust is is uh, Sammy Awad's organization, and just like you, Cubby, I heard uh, Sammy Awad speak in Arizona uh, yeah. just a little over a year ago. Uh, a man had brought him there, and his message is so powerful Absolutely. about nonviolence. Mm -hmm. uh, but basically. Uh, following what Jesus taught to love yes. your neighbor as yourself and love the other turn the other cheek yes 
and so it's very difficult and uh, it, what they're doing is uh, is really uh, amazing and anyone that sees this we hope that you will look at Holy Land Trust's uh, um, website uh, holylandtrust.org and uh, you know look into supporting them in any way you can or uh, send them uh, someone you know, a student, to their Iktashef uh, yes. program, which means discover in uh, Arabic. And I was fortunate to be on this month-long journey that we have seen the gamut of, I mean, from we even had a lecture by a dedicated uh, Zionist settler in, in Hebron where they occupy. So we've, we've heard a gamut of voices here and so what um, uh, people like Sammy advocate is to come hear the voices for yourselves and, uh, and, and, and learn if you have an open mind and, and so thank you so much uh, Covey uh, for uh, for sharing your story, it's it's just um, um, it, it's amazing, and I want to um, thank you. I'll get I'll get us both in here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Pleasure. Oh, that was Pleasure. that was wonderful. Shamsi, Shamsi. Laje, Samuni Laje, Kalia.